Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today, I have with me two people. They are special people. They have a podcast that stands as a sticker on the back of my traveling iPad. They have traveled with me from Niagara Falls all the way down to the very bottoms of South Carolina, all the way over to Boston, over to at least, I want to say, in the last few months, maybe 60 cities or so. I have Susie and Patrick with me. Tell, please tell the audience about your podcast and we'll go into deeper detail. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Um, so my podcast, I started in 2020. Um, I just kind of noticed that I was giving a lot of like advice on love and sex to, to like dead ears. Like I just kept repeating advice to my friends who didn't really want to do anything with it and just kept repeating stuff. So I'm like, you know, I feel like with everything that's going on in the world, I wanted to create a space where people who actually felt it as valuable information could come to it. You know, I feel like I have a very... Um, kind of assertive way of speaking. And I have like, uh, not opinionated, but I have strong opinions about things. And I, I, I believe in the best in people. So I wanted to create a podcast that just kind of encourage people finding their, their bigger self and their, their interdependence kind of, and then centering it around self-love and sexuality. Well, not just self-love, but relationships in general and like how to how to go about these relationships that we have in our world in a way that's just not like what you see on TV where it's always drama, but it's actual like real conversations getting to the heart of it mm -hmm. and helping people to like heal and learn that they can they can grow themselves. Mm -hmm. And starting with yourself first, you know. And, and let me say one thing that's very tasteful about you guys. Um, I follow everybody's Instagram story and you guys polished your your instagram and you have amazing stories some of them you. you know in, in certain corners like they they spicing up the life that i'm gonna have that evening and i will say to the audience that, that is well stacy no one else um <laughs> but uh the thing that gets me is that you guys take sexuality and don't make it taboo patrick i want to ask you personally first how did you get into a being of being able to express this? Because as men, right, um, we're sexual creatures and we're, we're very, very valiant. Yeah, we're very valiant and stuff like that. But, you, you know, we have a certain way we kind of turn it off. You know, it's not all in public light, but you guys express it all in public light. And I'd like to ask you first, because I know Susie's going to come through with an amazing answer. So, <laughs> so, and I'm not saying you're not going to either, but I do want to know from your point of view, how do you keep a strong sexuality out here? You know, because at the same time, while y'all are doing all this, right, it seems like a lot of men, a lot of women, you know, look over this stuff. Like, how do you take that pressure, like, and channel it other ways? Um, you know, it used to affect me a lot more. Um, but, you know, as we just kind of, like, continue to talk about it and evolve and grow, it just kind of gets a little bit easier. I was definitely, like, the shy kid when it came to sex and stuff like that as, like, a high school teenager and, like, getting out of that um so to be with someone like Susie I mean she makes it easy because she's gorgeous so like the sexual desire is almost always there <laughs> so it's not hard <laughs> um as far as pressure goes um there's a couple times where you know it was it was a little much and having to just kind of like always think about sex and always have sex around and have intimacy always be around it can be a little overwhelming sometimes um but when you start just kind of living from moment to moment and realize that it doesn't have to be everything all the time then it really allows you to take like those small moments to really like focus on and be present in those times um and once you're present all the pressure goes away once you start taking it and, and it goes back to something that we were taught of taking your eyes off yourself when you start doing it for the other person and not for yourself like a couple of nights ago christmas eve we actually were having a night and she's like well do you want to do it for you or do you want to do it for me and i was like I actually want to do it for you tonight because there's definitely nights where it's like <laughs> I'm horny I want to get it on I want to be a man and just fuck you but then there's other times where it's like all right I need to slow down and pay attention to her and give her what are she we needs primal or are we yeah today? <laughs> <laughs> and Susie how do you stay so calm and collective with all this throughout everything you do because like you guys are very adventurous uh you were traveling at some point and yeah, uh, something happened yeah, something happened with your vehicle and different things like that. But y'all have exotic pictures outside and um, these dogs that look like they should be on a snow sled team <laughs> and, and, and stuff going on there. So so how do y'all like because all that focus because because we're going to dig a little bit into my sexual life with you guys because you guys are going to be my experts in just a bit. <laughs> but how do you stay calm and collective with all of that also? 
It's it's kind of just how I naturally am. I feel like um, growing up, my life was so chaotic all the time that I really had to learn once I turned, because I got emancipated at 16. So like that, I had to learn a lot very quickly about adulting. And then you just learn, like you said, being in the moment, that's when you start to like, okay, I can handle what I can handle right in front of me um, and, and do it with elegance. It's when you start to overwhelm yourself and you start to be like, well, I got to make this perfect. And I got to make this perfect. That's when everything just starts to fall apart. Cause you're like, you're juggling all these plates, but you can't even focus on one of them, you know? So I'm just like, I I'm blessed by the trauma that I've had in my life. Cause it's taught me to be calm and to just like, take that extra breath and be like, okay, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for us. So what's the lesson here? What did we miss? what should we have taken it slower on, you know, just like taking our time with it. Okay. Okay. Now let's dig into this part. Cause I do a shameless plug on the show and the shameless plug that I do here is that we want to want the audience real quick. Cause I got some listeners that come in, like some that just come in the middle and then they leave and then they come back a few days later. Can you guys please real quick <laughs> plug where you guys are um, on social media where they can interact with you guys. And then please, the most important thing, the and it's not the stickers it's the merchandise please let the audience know about every little thing from the top to the bottom please yeah so i made it easy for you guys i made a website it's our own so it's just pressforplay.com um from there you can find all of our links we're on reddit if you want to i, I made a reddit it's called kinky bunny lounge um, because I wanted people to pop in there and be able to write things anonymously because sex is weird and sometimes you have questions you don't feel comfortable throwing out. So Reddit's our anonymous place. Um, we also have Instagram. We have Omni Bear Adventures, um, O-M-N-I Bear Adventures. That one's on Instagram. That's where you can follow all of our, our broken bus stories, which <laughs> that adventure is <laughs> not over. We're schooly rejects, but we're not giving up. Um, all of our dogs are on there. Uh, just press foreplay is our is our sexual podcast account um and then yeah our artwork that was kind of the main reason why that threw me into like creating this whole branding thing because I love doing art but I didn't know what way to get it out there and to have it just kind of attached with a purpose and not just thrown out there so we create all of our digital artwork and we do embroidery and that you can find through our merch shop on the website too um, it's all our own artwork and yeah. you Patrick's even gotten into learning how to do artwork better just so that way the designs come out right <laughs> it's hard work you I, wouldn't think I'm so, one of those is. doodlers who will doodle something in like 15 minutes and it'll be really good but it won't have a lot of detail so I've had to learn how to like sharpen up my lines and put in more detail like complete complete something, something where yeah. you'll see her artwork is incredibly detailed and beautiful but, but I've been working it can, on it for two years so it's yeah. like where's that balance <laughs> <laughs> and um also on the website when you're over there right um, there's a nice little spot on there. It is called Help Us Fix the Bus. Can we hear a little bit about that real fast? So we, yeah, so in <laughs> May, we were actually super depressed at the beginning of the year because, you know, just everything from the last year, we were bartenders. So we basically haven't been able to pay rent or find work just because Washington is like the strictest of everywhere right now. Um, so we were like, let's get a bus. Let's get a bus. Let's go travel. It's okay if we downsize. At least we'll have the dogs and we'll be good. Slash, if we get evicted, we can escape to the woods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. True. so we get the bus. We do everything right. We take it in to get serviced. And they left a spark plug wire on the exhaust manifold and it fried our engine. We got, we drove seven miles after getting it fixed that one time and it just stopped working. So that was our first time breaking down. We didn't let it like destroy nope, we us. Spent we the kept weekend. a good attitude. We went to a farm with a friend. Yeah, spent um, three days just working on it, tinkering it, hiring a mobile mechanic. Uh, it broke down three day, three times on the way to the actual shop that we finally <laughs> got it looked at at. Um, so learning how to do that kind of stuff on the road and just not letting it get you down. Um, the yeah. first, the first time, the second time, I I did not do so well. Yeah, the second time was really bad. So then we get the bus fixed. 
we reassess. It took a couple months because we had to like readjust finances and re like, okay, cool. We're going to go again. <laughs> Let's just restart real quick. We had to build out a little bit of the bus too and adjust the bus a little bit. Yeah. Um, the cylinder heads had just gotten replaced. So that was like $2,000 expense on its own. So we didn't expect it to break down again. We got 80 miles this time and then broke down again. So we had to tow ourselves home. We ended up staying in a barn for two weeks with a friend who let us <laughs> live there with her. It was insane. It was an absolute blast. Um, but yeah, so now we're at the point. Oh, I'm so sorry. My dogs are going crazy. That's all right. <laughs> so now we're at the point where it's broken and we're scared to take it to a shop and have them tell us like, we need to have the whole thing fixed and us not be able to afford that. So we're like, okay, let's start a GoFundMe. Let's put the bus in storage for now. And hopefully we'll be able to like collectively come up with fixing it. So it's not just, you know, a dream yeah. lost. <laughs> well, fixing it and then also getting our own little piece of property. So we actually have somewhere to store it. Yeah. That was one of the biggest challenges with getting the bus. Um, we live in a small apartment complex. And so when we brought it back and we were working on it, it's in the parking lot. And it's, it's, a, it's not a big white school bus, but it's a school bus. Oh, and yeah. so we, we got, the cops got called on us for trespassing. Um, everyone wants to harass, harass us about it. People think there's like people living in it and doing drugs in it. So they're weird about that. Um, so we we're desperately trying to find a place where we can actually like have it, be able to work on it and not worry about <laughs> people because people yeah and anything happening to it i yeah. understand that no doubt now patrick and Susie, we need to go back in time because we did a lot of present and some things that are going to the future let the audience know how you guys met yes. <laughs> bartending yeah is the short story yep <clears throat> so we um it's actually a funny story because he so i was bartending there and our first shift together um they just threw him in as bartender like they were like cool you're bartending we were short-staffed and we only had girls working there so we were like we need a male bartender on friday oh you don't want to tell the story of how you brought me my burger well hold on <laughs> this <laughs> and then um so we get a big party and i'm out on the patio and they want 12 kamikaze shots and we're a tiny bar and they don't even have like 12 shot glasses so we had to like make shift try and find them and so i run up to him and i'm like hey do you know how to make kamikazes he's like nope i'm like perfect google it you have 12 of them coming in <laughs> so this is like our first official interaction um but before that he had come into the restaurant a couple times and I was really awkward and walked the long way around to like bring his food. I don't even know why. I think I didn't want to walk like head on for some reason because we were the only two people in the restaurant. <laughs> but yeah, so. it was a weird time because I think I came in between my lunch break from CPK. I think so. Yeah. 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 And we basically pretended like we weren't sleeping together for two months, I think, two, four three months, months maybe four summer. months into winter who knows yeah <laughs> and our relationship started with we're we're just gonna hang out for the summer and then we just never now stopped it's been seven and a half <laughs> almost eight years oh man that's that's wild and you stayed in that, that bartending scene so that's amazing to even do that because there's so much uh let me use some of these West Virginia words that I like to use. It's a lot of eye candy. It's a lot of <laughs> lust. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of lust inside those bars. There, yeah. there was definitely some some rough times through the different restaurants that we worked at. There's definitely complications in the relationship for sure. Well, but and that look, was I'm also kind of the beauty of when we started dating, having that like because I don't think either of us were looking for a relationship. So it really established a deep friendship first because even though we were sleeping together and constantly together there still wasn't this pressure of like no you're mine like we had never stated that so instead it was always just a chosen time together yeah i, I still technically haven't asked her to be my girlfriend oh wow <laughs> technically yeah technically but that's like for me like i had so many past relationships that immediately got tarnished as soon as titles were put onto it mm -hmm. so for me i'm like why do that when i know i have someone amazing why put that pressure and that and that title on it when i know it's not going to do us any good right so no formalities everything works out great because i'll even say like even inside my my i know i hate to say that it's my favorite restaurant but i go to applebee's applebee's i'm 36 years old i'm old man so um no shame you, <laughs> you, you even find love inside applebee's uh we I've call them the best margaritas in applebee's oh yeah like uh, there's this one thing in any applebee's and if you go to one you'll see it we call them legacy hoes there are some women and men that go to applebee's right and they had been going to applebee's since 1994 
1998, either one of those two years, and they constantly go back. And you can tell who they are because they're complaining at the bar. They're buying the same drink and getting the same half-price appetizers because you don't see them any other time than then. <laughs> so, so me and my buddies and uh, Stacy, we joke a lot because uh, me, Stacy, and my buddy Steve, sometimes we travel together. So it's just three of us. And uh, we, we play along with Steve. Steve, we're not a triad or nothing like that, but Steve goes with us out to eat and he doesn't take his girlfriend out to eat. So um, sometimes we try to like, pan him off or just mess around with him and uh, send him off with whoever and it doesn't matter if it's male or female because we don't put any kind of persuasion on it and I find that Steve can get Irish car moms and can get drinks at the bar from anyone male female binary non-binary just because we're there at Applebee Tuesdays and it's just a certain mood and a certain type that's of that's amazing wow yeah, just trying to buy someone a drink <laughs> yeah so it's, so it's kind of crazy there now let's dig into this podcast real quick because everybody knows that I'm the the guy that interviews everybody for the podcast and we find out different things about their podcast now sexuality I've touched on a few episodes because everybody knows I'm a genre jumper I like to jump into everything and to, to, to find out everything I'll, I'll get a little taboo uh, break some stigmas and then I'll back away because it's not my field. Um, <laughs> so sexuality, I need definitions from both of you too. What does sexuality mean to both of you? To me, sexuality is like, well, I'm extremely illiterate. So there's probably gonna be some people who are like, what the fuck? But to me, <laughs> I translate it as like your, your sexuality is like your, your sexual experience in life. Um, and I feel like so many people want to relate it to certain type of labels, but it, it, it's essentially going after an experience. What do you want to experience? It's always. Probably a cat down below the patio. There's a cat that taunts our dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's labels and there's all these extra things that people like want to have define their sexuality. But the thing is, is it's always going to change. And sometimes people get the most confused when they're desiring something, but it goes against the label they've chosen for themselves and it creates this conflict, you know? So it's like, if you take it back to just what do you want to experience? And if you're not hurting anyone, then what's wrong with it, you know? I would like to add to that because I, I my definition is not too far off, but I I would add that it's experiences that give you pleasure. Yeah. Um, and you know sometimes that involves another person, sometimes it's by yourself, but I, I think it's any kind of sexuality is is like an intimate moment that brings you joy and pleasure from experiencing someone else on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. Okay. Wow. Then that's strong right there. Now there's something that you guys deal with a lot in everything that you put out there. And I'm not going to use the word sexual in your window, but I'm going to say this. You have centralized things, things that are very sensual. How do you guys manage the, that, that part right there being sensual about things? Because I'll tell you this, um, me, for instance, like, uh, when I'm subtle, I can do the sensual stuff. But if I'm not subtle, the sensual stuff could come off as not no type of Harvey Weinstein type stuff or anything aggressive like that. And we're going to say that just for uh, just a joke, people, please don't cancel me. Over that <laughs> um, but, you know, some sensuality, if it's too strong, it becomes aggressive. And then, you know, it turns into an not even I'm not going to even use the word R. Kelly, but it, it just becomes a situation that's rather uneasy. So how do y'all deal with the sensuality? Well, you know, there's times where I take it too far and and I can tell that she's immediately turned off. Um, there's times where I have to know that I have to kind of tone it down because we do like it a little bit rougher than most people. So there's definitely times where I have to check my intention behind the roughness. Intention, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good way to word it because that's intention always translates. And if your intent is to come off a certain way, then you're not actually like embodying what it feels like to be that way, if that makes sense. Like that you're does. not embodying, you're not embodying the like expression of wanting to do that for them. It's you wanting to do it to like fill a role, if that makes sense. So then that translates in a certain way. So like, if you don't want it to come off that way, you, you genuinely have to like take a deep breath and acknowledge like he'll notice if I get turned off by something, but it's that moment of awareness that makes all the difference where if he ignored the awareness, then I all of a sudden feel like worthless, you know? So it's like, that's when all that comes in with people, Yeah, which is like going back to being present too. I think the best way to describe sensualness is just awareness. Just be that present being in that moment, being aware of how your actions are affecting your partner. Okay. And, so, and sometimes okay. it's not even sexual. Sometimes it's maybe how you communicate about what you're going to cook for dinner. 
Okay. Now, I want to dig into some deeper stuff because we're going to just get raunchy tonight with this one. I'm about to slap a parental advisory on this episode. <laughs> so so I, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Like when I was out here, um, I was a co- collegiate athlete and different stuff like that. So we had championship belts. We had the, the cruiserweight belt. We had the United States belt. We had the intercontinental belt. And we had the world heavyweight title. These were our sexual conquest belts. Um, and I was the type of person that, I felt like with sex that I needed to experience different uh, variations of, of the partners that I wanted to have. And I did that early so that when I got older, I could uh, be very uh, specialized in what I like. And one thing I'll tell you guys that I found though, and this is not being derogatory, but this will, this usually is a, this is a little bit uh, more candid than I normally do. I found that I had to find the right grip. And that's talking about the female anatomy. I had to find the vice, the vice grip that I needed in life. Because we go and explore different compositions and you can do clinical exercises and all that other stuff. But it's a certain type of composition that rocks my world. And if I don't have it, I don't even need to waste my time in a relationship. And I know that really sounds shallow. No, not no, at no, all. No, 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 no. I'm 100% that way. I, I have slammed doors in girls' faces. I have been brutal. Before I met her, I, I was a train wreck of a person. Uh, my best friend and I were just a couple of hood rats who wanted to just be, um, wow, I can't, oh, ratchet. Dude, we, that's, that's the best word to describe <laughs> how we were. Um, we all had inner whores. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I understand that because the, the wizard sleeves, that's oh, the story no. that comes to mind. Um, Go ahead. There's, this, there's this one girl who had a fat crush on me and I worked with her. And we came back to the house one night and we were drinking super heavily, of course. Um, and we kind of started making out and I, I feel bad. This woman, I'm super proud of her. She lost a ton of weight. She lost like 150, 200 pounds. Um, but we were making out and she opened her pants and she put my, she tried to put my hands down there, but I saw, I saw down her pants and her, her lips just dangled for miles. Oh, the rose wizard. Yeah, that's where the rose beef comes from. You just think of the big wavy sleeves that are too big oh, on the we hands. Call that... roast, we, call, we call them roast beef wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just, I looked at her, I said, no. You're like, that I'm wave nope, is I'm too nope, big for I me. I won't do it. <laughs> and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> So I understand it. There, there's, there is a certain shape and texture and feel that it's, it's. You have to go and find that for yourself. I would call, I would call that reaction that you had to her a shallow reaction. But just like having your preferences in your head, like that's not shallow. <laughs> it's when it escapes your head out your mouth into the I other person. It just depends on how you handle the, the situation. Ears, that it becomes there's, shallow. There's a polite way to decline people's advances. Right. Especially when there's the people, if you see the wings like that and they're clapping back and forth and the wind's going by and they have their own. And you're drunk. Nope. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. Bye. Wrong butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> That'll change the direction of my life in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt in that. So I'll tell you just later on in life. Um, and then another thing that happened to me is like, I'm, like I said, I'm from the mid-Atlantic. So Virginia, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Virginia, wherever, all that area, North Carolina. Also. So um, we have country and city girls. So there's even in, and I'm not saying this to take away from uh, anybody that dates any other way. I'm just, when I say female or male, I'm just using it like that. Uh, so my thing here, here is there's a difference in a city person to a, a um, country person. And, mm. and then I found that there's a difference between a country person and a rural person. I had this one lady, uh, God rest her soul, that she remote controlled me. And remote remote control me is a phrase that people do not understand. So I'm going to clarify this real quick. In life, I've had sex and I've had to do most of the work. Not because of whatever reason, but just happens that way. Well, I had one lady that remote controlled me. She got on top and she just took me to another stratosphere atmosphere. And um, after that, I, I after that I got up, I had to go to my wallet. I always keep gift cards. I left her a $50 uh, Buffalo Wild Wings card because, you know, she had me out there tricking because I was like, I haven't had this. I was like, she's a pro. Like, I Not a thing happened. <laughs> So, so let me ask y'all that. Have y'all ever had that happen or has it happened between y'all? Have y'all like remote controlled each other? Like, have you like just, cause like, I'm telling you, this lady put me like in a whole new atmosphere and I was kind of like, I realized I was tricking. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to be with her for as long as I can. Cause she rocks <laughs> my world, you know? 
what would you say? I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple Molly nights where we've had sometimes like that. I would say usually you experience it more than I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe because like, I understand what you're talking about. Like there's people who talk about like hallucinating during sex or like feeling like they hop dimensions or something like that. Like, is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to be just straight derogatory with it. This girl jumped my bones. I'm in the bed. She jumps on top of me. She just rides and she's you like, were a her basketball. Man is what it was. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And after that, I, after that, I had to roll over and get in the covers and I was in shame for a little bit because I was like, she took something from me. She took something from me. I can't get it back. I just got used. <laughs> no, well, I mean, when you talk about sexual energy too, when you think about having sex with people that really, that's, that's an energy exchange. There are some people so who are consuming. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, if it's not a dual partnership and she's literally just there to use your dick for her pleasure, then yeah, you're going to be drained after that. Cause she's just yeah. taking all of your energy. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that, but I'm also like, I, I feel people's energy like before they even come in the room. So that's probably why for me. Well, see, I'm not an empath or anything like that. So I didn't know it, and it, what was bad about this experience, which was good for me was I liked it. <laughs> so afterwards, that's how them sex demons work <laughs> i i will say if when she gets on top of me it's a lot harder for me to control than when i'm on top or in a control position because when she's on top of me there's something that she does that's different right and, and that's the experience that i had there so um throughout this podcast you guys because i like to go back and forth on things um this podcast that you guys have been producing which is a very great podcast i thank you guys for doing that um for the world uh one thing that we don't give it to shine the light on people and i try to do it with how i um try to provide a little commentary about different podcasts and put them on lists and different things like that um it's very hard to do your type of podcast and continuously do it because your podcast is like, and nobody's probably ever told you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Your podcast is kind of like true crime. You can go a million different angles with sex. A million. You can put it all into a nutshell and do this and this with it. But at some point, it gets draining. Like those true crime people, they have so much stuff that they can do, but it gets draining because you got to figure out how to captivate the audience and how to keep people uh, drawn into your actual show. So how do y'all get specific topics and things lined up? Like, do y'all storm plan it or y'all just like some of these other ones that just, it comes right off the dome? She's the idea person. Most of it comes from her. She's just constantly spewing off ideas and eventually one of them sticks. Mm -hmm. um, I'll do like shower meditations. Like if I'm like, I need something, like I'll go do a shower meditation and just like let something come to me. And usually really fucking cool ideas come. Some of them stick, some of them don't. But um, yeah, I think it's just, the thing that I've battled a lot with is just really trying to not pull in what I think I should be making or what um, I see other people making. And if I think that they're doing better, like I don't, I, I really try to pull away from being like, oh, maybe it's this that I'm doing wrong or I should be doing this instead. And instead I'm like, if something speaks to me, then it's gonna speak to other people. So if it's a topic that like hit me for the week, then I'll share that or go deeper on it. It's kind of like my own like personal revelations in a lot of ways too. I feel it's like kind of like a blog too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can go with that. Now, let me ask y'all something. Um, I pay homage to this show called 2020. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember that it is a news magazine. Um, it was very popular on ABC channel. It had three different people on it. John Stossel had Diane Sawyer and it had the greatest interviewer on earth, Barbara Walters. I need to get in depth with you guys. It's time to get ready for your 2020 questions. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Let me hear it a little bit louder. Hell yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Good. So we're going to talk about spirituality. We're not talking about religion because religion is whatever. That's for the birds. Spirituality. How do you get your spirits to intertwine? That's a good question. Just kind of always have. It's a way, I though. Yeah, no, I feel like, so for us, we, there were a few times like when our communication would be off, we knew we needed to bring it back. And so not endorsing drugs, not promoting drugs, <laughs> but we would have Molly nights where we would do a little bit of that to just kind of re-get our communication in alignment. Cause I mean, we've been together six, seven years. So there's so much, like you're so many different people <laughs> in that amount of time. So your spirituality levels are 
changing always. We're also very fortunate that we are best friends first before anything else. And so like just hanging out with each other today, I mean, we literally pretty much do everything together. So it's kind of like almost like our auras have like combined and meshed together. So we're more in tune with each other's feelings and it kind of allows us to be able to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, we be more spiritual with each other a little bit and not. Um, last summer was definitely a big spiritual growth for us. I hurt my back really bad. And so we kind of dived into the religion that I was born into or raised in. Um, and that helped kind of just bring us closer and give us a better understanding of like what sources or God or like kind of like what is um, like how we relate to spirituality, both individually and together on like during our hardest time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to talk about something that's real, real careful. And when I say the word careful, I said it in my West Virginia accent. I'm a Virginian. Intimacy. Intimacy is something that is real crazy. Um, my co-host Stacy, me and her have been together and we have a wild story because I was with someone else before that died and then we got back together. So intimacy with us is as simple as sometimes just touching each other, like reaching out, just seeing if you're there. She can be on TikTok or whatever devices, you know, the Sims or whatever. And I could just be sitting here talking to you guys right now. She could be over here in the corner right now, just touching her hand. So what is the first step in the first part of y'all's intimacy? Not the sexual portion, but like, is it a look? Is it a way your eyebrow looks at looks in the light and she sees it or you see it? What is it? What is that first level of intimacy for you guys? For me, it's definitely waking up in the mornings. Like if, if I, I know you shouldn't have expectations in a relationship, but I get upset. Like if your phone's the first thing you grab in the morning, to me, the intimacy is gone for the day. Like now we have repairing to do. Cause I'm like the first thing that you looked at and paid attention to, you know, like your, all your energy is going towards that. So for, to, to me, like, I feel like the number one thing, if you want to make sure your intimacy is good is always making sure those moments in the morning and before bed, like those are your end caps of love. Yeah, yeah. The bookends of love. Like it's the first thing you see when you wake up, when you go to bed, like, I feel like communication should be capped with it. And then that keeps, you know, it keeps things good. Yeah. Cause it's hard during the day when you get, when, especially if like, I mean, we're very fortunate. We're both just home together all the time, but a lot of people who have separate jobs or are mm-hmm. away from each other all day. I, it's definitely important. It's, it's an area that I struggled with. Um, so do struggle with a little bit. Um, intimacy is definitely a little bit harder for me, but it's, it's those small moments. It's the hugs in the kitchen. It's the small kiss on the way out the door. It's holding hands in the car. It's, it's those kinds of things. And it's like noticing the face twitch too. Like if you said something that hurt their feelings, recognizing that, like all of that's all of that's intimacy, you know? Okay. Without that, you don't, you're not paying attention to each other. Now, PDA, you're inside my favorite store, Walmart, because everybody's got a Walmart. Um, and you're holding hands and you're coming through the entrance, right? But if y'all two are happy, you're going in there. What's your favorite uh, type of drink to drink? Everybody has something. Don't tell me just bottled water, but I know it's something else. Like coffee. Chocolate milk. Yeah, your chocolate milk for sure. 100% chocolate milk. <laughs> Our chocolate milk, are we talking like Nestle Quick or are we talking like... No, you? no, no, no. Dairy Gold, old-fashioned chocolate milk. Whole like milk, the good, vitamin the, D. Yeah, the good <laughs> stuff, the thick chocolate milk, as close to oh, like right. real milk as possible. Okay, so y'all go to, all the way to the back to the dairy section. You're holding hands. Some random stranger, because you know there's always some random person that breaks up that 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 holding of hands, because mine only lasts 3.2 seconds. That's out the car. That's to the first little pylon, and it splits us up, and there ain't no more holding hands. How long do you guys, How long are you guys able to hold hands from the entrance of Walmart to wherever this desired milk's at? Oh, if we want to, we'll hold hands the whole way. I'm so annoying. I'm a child. I'm like all day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I annoying you yet? Sorry. Well, and, well, and out, out here, people avoid us like the plague. Um, we, we are the rebels who don't wear masks in any store, no matter what, except to get weed because it's federal and they're kind of assholes and I'm not going to not get my weed. Um, but first, so everybody kind of looks at us, especially in the Seattle area, because it is so liberal out here. Um, people avoid us very much so. Yeah. So it works out good for you then. Nobody's breaking up that that hand. No, no one comes near us. It's fantastic. We can pretty much go in a store unnoticed, unbothered. (laughs) All right. Now, um, there's one thing I always like to ask everybody. Everybody has hobbies outside of what they do because we do have Instagram. And I try to tell people this, and and I'm talking about fans. I'm not talking about uh, other podcasters and stuff. We don't make an augmented reality on there. 
but the pictures and different things make you have a perceived augmented reality. What do you guys do in your spare time? Like, I'm going to give you a time and y'all tell me what you do in this time. Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. What's a fun hobby you guys do? Or are you sleeping? Or wait. <laughs> usually I'm still in bed. We're usually pretty late to get out of bed. I feel like for hobbies and stuff, we do a lot of artwork. We definitely smoke a lot of weed. I feel like that's something we don't definitely. promote on our... <laughs> it's definitely not anything that we promote, but it's definitely a hobby. We like getting the different strains and seeing how they affect us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play around the computer a little bit. We're trying to get ourselves into poetry more or like just more of intentional writing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have my photography. I don't really do it at home too much because I like nature photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the big one, that longboarding. Um, I do enjoy working out once I get in the habit of it. I used to, that used to be my hobby. Um, I would spend two to three hours a day in the gym. And now it's just kind of, the dogs are a big hobby. The dogs are a lot. <laughs> There's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know that's a lifestyle. That's not a hobby. That's a lifestyle. Right. Yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> yeah. Because once you have dogs, dogs like, uh, they, they bring something to your life that is just like an extra enhancement. And I don't care if you got kids or not, because I have a kid, but I'd rather have a dog over a kid in some instances because a dog is just like they channel, they know what's right and what's wrong yeah. with you. And they oh, tell you sometimes. No one knows. Oh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> our, especially our puppy. He's an emotional, he's definitely the emotional support animal of the family. He, he picks up on emotions faster than most than any of us in the house and so he's like a little third eye dog he'll come up and stare you in the eyes and then just like put his forehead to your forehead <laughs> now you guys are wildly popular a lot of podcasts like you guys and i do want to let you know that and i'm not saying that i'm any type of guru or anything like that but i do know this podcast that podcast and the other podcast across the tracks in tacoma and uh, anyway that's just a joke um but, <laughs> but, but anyway um so how do you guys deal with this popularity that you guys have? Because you guys are in everybody's circle, even if you don't think you're in their circle. We, I really do respect what you guys do. I want to tell you that for, first and foremost, while we're going through this, because I don't like, I've gotten to the point now I'm picky. I don't even do shows. Like I used to like, if you're going to do a show with me, you got to meet a date and it's usually like eight o'clock on Monday, just because I don't do anything at eight o'clock on Monday and I quit watching professional wrestling. Like, that's what works for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> Yeah. So, so what I wanted to say, like with this popularity, like when you first started till now, how does, how does that, how does that make you guys feel? And how have you guys changed in this popularity? Um, I didn't even know we were popular. (laughs) I mean, like I, I love when people, I love like, cause like, I wouldn't, I don't think that we're popular either, but we do have people who like in the podcast community who we send messages back and forth with. And, um, you know, some of them will ask advice. Like there's been a few podcasts that were just starting out and would ask like, Hey, can you give me advice on this, this, or this? And so I would just openly share advice with them. And, um, you know, I just think that when you just treat everyone, like they have good input too, because everyone does, everyone's got their own gems. It's not a competition. I don't see any other podcast as competition, even if they have more followers, more downloads, any of that stuff. To me, it's like, cool. We're all a part of this community. So you know, I feel like once you start to bring in any of that other stuff is when it's like it's when your ego starts getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just gets complicated. Mm-hmm. And-, and I also worked in the service industry for so long. So I'm used to that cattiness, that Conflict underlying cat- cattiness of people yeah. like being nice and then not being nice all of a sudden. So I try to just have a very like open energy towards people and like not judge them. But if I don't like them, then I'll just let them kind of fade away into the <laughs> And see, I'm petty and linear. So (laughs) both of those, those, I always tell everybody this. I said, I'm the most humble person in podcasting, but I said one or two things you never want to do. I was like, man, I'm the guy that you want to have on your side. Like if I'm not on your side, then have an affiliate that's on my side. That'll be by your side because I always want to like embrace every podcast and and try to get them to the the biggest uh, or get them into different, I like atmospheres, a stratosphere that they're not in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, into another stratosphere that they're not in because my fear is, is that some people's uh, podcasts get swallowed by other podcasts. Like, well, hell, your podcast is uh, there's another one that I like. Uh, what are, it's a lady in Britain, spiritual, sexy, something, something podcast. Yeah, yeah sexy, spiritual, sexy. Yeah, yeah. So she falls follows a good vein, and um, not saying anything off topic or anything, but I really wanted her to get in touch with you guys at some point because y'all's energy that would be a collaboration that could be like a monthly column i mean we don't have podcast columns but that would be something that would just be energy especially with they 
with that European twist. So that's the type of stuff that I look for in this uh, environment, trying to find ways to bring people together that obviously wouldn't. And that's why, like, with the unfiltered series and different things I do, and, and I like what you guys do, too, um, I try to get a common denominator that we can all agree on. If the unfiltered episode, we're going to talk about all kinds of shit. We don't care what the language we're going to use, blah, blah, blah. My bread and butter on Thursdays that I normally do with the self-help and the mental health and the Catholic people and the celiac disease. Um, I, I may not bring everybody on for that show because that shows for total to a different audience. You know? yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, so let's get into this. What are some common mistakes that podcasters make? Because I know you guys are vast and you have a lot that you have to do. And you're kind of like me. You probably have certain podcasts you listen to. And I always try to listen to everybody's podcasts within a month, at least once or twice if I can. And what's a common mistake that you guys see podcasters do? Um, well, a mistake that I've definitely made and I work on is um, when I'm interviewing some someone, sometimes I'll get too excited for my <laughs> for my next question. <laughs> and so when I go back to edit, I hear like a really fucking good nugget that they that they left me, but I didn't dig deeper in it because I was so focused on asking my next question. And then so I'm in editing and I'm like, I could have gone so deep on that and I wish I had um so like I would say for podcasting for me I'm always like okay it's okay to take that extra breath it's okay to have that pause for a moment so you can collect yourself rather than just feeling scattered because you think you have to have it be a perfect way you know um one incongruence of that consistency if, if you're not consistent, you're not going to gain any traction, yeah. especially with the internet and all the algorithms that these companies have. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have that consistency. And it's not just recording the podcast, but it's also making sure that you market it. And like Susie it's does a great job. It's consistent interaction. So like yeah. we don't always record podcast episodes consistently, but I am consistently on Instagram. So the chunk of time where we weren't recording over the summer, I was still keeping my download numbers um, as if I was releasing an episode, but it was because I was consistent with interacting. So I would say as long as you're doing that and like, uh, yeah, interacting and just being genuinely kind, all of those kinds of things, like I feel like have been what have elevated our, yeah. our interaction. With and not worrying podcasts. about being perfect too. Just, yeah. get, just getting it done. Yeah. I feel like I know I get caught up in the perfection mentality. Um, and at, at the end of the day, you just need to get something out. Yeah. You're going to have good episodes. You're going to have bad episodes. It's like that. And sometimes your worst episodes are your funniest episodes. And you're like, sometimes really? That was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah, had a couple can, like that. And I can agree with that. I had an episode where I did an episode about how to get a lady without having sex. And it was my worst to me. It was my worst episode ever, but the techniques and how I talked about what I did, it ended up being one of my better episodes. So I wholeheartedly can agree with you there. So two things that I'm going to cap on this is uh, you said elaborate better on your episodes. If someone elaborates better on their questions, um, take that, that breath right there. And Patrick, you said podcast growth and the way that you stated it. Uh, I hope people go back and rewind this and hear that. Cause I'm not going to repeat it. Cause I want you guys to go back and listen. Um, so you two personally, because we, we get deep in, into shows with me, deep, deep, deep. What are some mistakes you made? I'm going to help you out real quick. I'm going to give you my filler. I always do this so you got a little time to think. My mistake was, and I always have a given nature. Um, when I first started out, I was promoting these two other shows. Uh, they're still shows I like, but I was heavily doing stuff for them, doing the Canva, doing extra stuff. And I never want anyone to do anything in return for what I do not that type of person, don't even ask that, but once in a while, just to even share something of mine or to have some type of moment to even put my stuff on story, I realized that these people did not like anything I had on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, or any of my other stuff that I had going on, but when it came time to have an opinion on my topics and different things of how I was acting on Instagram, they always had something to say, so 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 after that, I kind of I realized that they were my mom's favorite podcast. So I kind of pushed that podcast to the side. We're still good friends, like I said, and, and I don't like any of their stuff now. And it's not because of pettiness. It's just that I realized that I was putting a lot of energy into somebody that wasn't putting a bit of energy into me. Yeah. And you hate to be that kind of person because it sounds kind of selfish on my part. But this was someone that I went to bat for that could call my phone or call me, whatever. Whenever they had an issue, I was very open to try to help them as much as I can. I could without messing up my relationship. And then at the end of the day, just 
you have to have some type of reciprocity basically yeah yeah reciprocity the friends we've made here in washington yeah it's like when people are quick (laughs) quick to critique you but not ever quick to congratulate you and you're like hey i thought we were friends (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what about you guys what has been a mistake that you guys have made inside this industry um, my, I mean, I think when I first started this, my mistake was like telling all my friends and family about it for sure, because that kind of put a damper on feeling like I could share whatever I want. Cause then it kind of put it at the beginning where I was like, Oh, just friends and family are listening to this right now. So it feels a little like I can't share. I don't want to be this intimate with my to. friends and family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about for you? Um, it's, it's a little harder for me to answer that question. Cause I haven't been as involved in all of it over the year. Cause you and Mariah really started the podcast and then mm-hmm. you really took off. I do like all the editing and all the, the yeah. stuff, um, for me. So I guess <laughs> absentism, <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really being there to not supporting the story. So I always, I always share the stories. I always talk about it. I'm like, I do what I can to help, but there's definitely... Well, we were in a very different space when we started the podcast, too, because we had actually broken up a couple months before we started the podcast. And then yeah. I started the podcast, and then it was like, okay, well, maybe it's more of an open relationship that we're doing. And so it's kind of like us figuring out, realigning our relationship again Yeah. through the course of that. So, I mean, but I don't also don't consider that a mistake. Like, I guess some people could probably see it as oversharing but more just circumstantial yeah circumstantial and I'm I'm not ashamed to be vulnerable I feel like it helps a lot of people and you know life is life so whatever happens like I'm not embarrassed (laughs) yeah I definitely think that's something that people need to learn is vulnerability because I struggle with it males definitely struggle with it in society today um and you know it's 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 important I I am starting to believe and it's took me a long time to get here that um, Susie and I and other people in, who we who we I guess vibe with are here for a very specific time in history where we're going to be helping kind of rebuild societal norms and cultures based on what we know to be right and proper and not all of this like um it's like conscious right and proper versus like the indoctrination what of you right were and told proper. is right and proper and for layman terms for anybody else they're talking about conformity they're not going to yeah. conform yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we're, our world is going through some heavy heavy changes right now and I, I definitely think that we're here for the after part of that in showing people how to be vulnerable how to be intimate how to build relationships based off of trust and cooperation and growth and stuff and how to love yourself first before you're yeah. like because right now we're there's so many people who like talk about relationships it's like how to be the right woman for the perfect man and it's like well that's not healthy and that's not accurate and that's not going to get you anywhere at all (laughs) you're just going to end up playing a character that doesn't resonate with your soul yeah and then once that falls apart you're going to be right back at square zero so you know (laughs) better figure yourself out first (laughs) (laughs) and i can agree with that wholeheartedly now um dealing with all this stuff you guys uh, had a makeup to break up got got back together so there's been self-healing within this podcast and in this uh media movement that you guys have going on with the stickers and everything else uh and one reason why i gotta go to the stickers real quick is because your stickers amazing um one day i need y'all to put a qr code on it because i tell people about your podcast i don't know if you got any listeners from it but um i was at niagara falls and i got pictures up somewhere this was like earlier this year and um, i'm taking pictures like this because you know you, people with ipads look retarded when like I, I <laughs> this, is, this is what i look this is what i look like like this so um, they're seeing yours and it's a sticker over here and, and there's lips and this says just press foreplay and people are mesmerized by it. Then there's another one called inner monologue and it's just a guy's head and a. I've seen that one. That one's cool too. Yeah, QR code. And then I got a few other ones. Uh, I had to say it podcast and a few other ones that are out there and I got bad cancel finally, but uh, yours sticks out the most. And I have other stickers that I've uh, put in the transit areas like uh Charles Charleston, that's the capital in West Virginia. So I put a few out there just so that it will, you know, it's it's yeah. an anta- it's an antagonizer. It's an antagonizer when someone's waiting for a bus or public transportation because public transportation to me, ugh, I'm getting tongue tied, um, is one of my favorite things on earth because you know you, you have to stop and you have to settle in and you look around your surroundings. We've all caught a bus before somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, 
those stickers and things like that, they amaze me because I'm always somewhere where I want to slap something up. Because even though I drive a car, I will park my car somewhere in the middle of town, hop on the local transit and ride around just to see what it's like to be these people. or not necessarily be them, but to see what it's like to ride around on their transit. So I'll slap a sticker here or there. And then I got down to my last sticker and I have it in a box with uh, all these other ones. I got like a Ouija board and a different wild one from uh, West Virginia that we have here because it's something about the pink elephant in Barbersville. If you ever get to look it up, I'll, we'll talk about that outside of this. <laughs> But anyway, um, we have some stuff that goes on out here that's kind of wild. So your stickers are amazing and people love them. How did you guys come up with the concepts? Uh, the concepts. So for, it's funny because I had actually already been drawing two of those designs before the idea of the podcast even started. And then so once I had the idea of the podcast, I was like, holy shit, these are perfect because the one with the headphones was already created with the headphones. I just had to throw in just press foreplay. And then the lips, I just had to create the vagina strawberry to make it fit for the concept. Um, and then my sister and I kind of played back and forth with a few ideas and yeah, it just kind of, it, part of it was already there, which most was most cool. of it was already there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, which is great. Cause it's like all my artwork that I do, I don't do anything with. So I'm like the amount of artwork she has, let's add another digital... layer. I'm like, I fucking love stickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty easy to pull from what we already had. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been teaching myself digital art for the last couple years so it was nice to like just be able to pull from it didn't know I'd be able to do that but it worked out <laughs> and, and I will say it is amazing I will have to buy some stickers from you later because I need to add more to uh, the other items that I carry around in my travel and then next year well I don't know I'll be 100% honest with y'all the very beginning of this year because of the new Omicron or Omarion whatever they're calling this mm -hmm. variant I just call it transformers um, yeah COVID. yes <laughs> Yeah, waiting for Megatron to come in next. Yeah, Decepticon or whatever. Um, but either way, like I knew that my travel would be kind of limited to like the Midwest for a little bit, but I knew at some point I'll be on the West Coast again and different things like that. So um, I'll definitely have to get stickers because I like to spread them everywhere. Uh, only place I don't spread anything is Vermont. Um, there's a story about Vermont that just doesn't settle well with me. Vermont is a place that you guys uh, in your lifetime, please never go visit there. And if I did lose any of a listeners from Vermont, I apologize. We'll fix those things later on when I do a, <laughs> when I do an episode about maple syrup. But anyway, um, your maple syrup is uh, my my stepmom's French Canadian, and her parents brought back like some real Canadian maple syrup once. Ooh. It's a whole different world. It's so rich and delicious. Yes, it is. Now, this is serious, guys. Like I need you to, to get serious. Take your smiles off your face. Um, we all have this kind of. Um, or about us and everybody has a story to tell on this but i want to ask you guys because this is really really personal are you ready yeah i don't know if you're ready but i, I want to just go ahead what is your favorite movie nightmare before christmas oh, <laughs> that, i'm a i'm a movie person so that's a tough one for me right it's um, a hard one that's why i said you got to be serious about it nightmare before christmas we'll dig into that pineapple express is the first one that comes to mind Okay. I used, to, I used to put it on mute with subtitles in the morning. I would play music and have the movie playing in the background. And so my roommates would just hear me yelling out random lines from Pineapple Express, not realizing that I have the movie on with subtitles. And so they just hear me going like, tastes like a pile of flapjacks with butter melting all over it and stuff like that. And so that for me, I'm also a stoner too. So I'm like, that's like the perfect stoner story. <laughs> okay. And the Nightmare Before Christmas, where does that come into play? I don't know. I think it's the animation. Um, I've always like been drawn to like weird, strange, not perfect things. And so Nightmare Before Christmas, since I was little, Tim has Burton always Tim Burton, Beetlejuice, yeah. Um, yeah. Him and him and Danny Elfman are just such a great combination. Um, Danny Elfman is the guy who does all the music. Mm. Okay. Um, he had he's he's a fucking weirdo though um he had he wrote some music his other name he goes by is oingo boingo um go look up some of the youtube videos okay it's i definitely weird. will but that's like yeah i think you also like the blend of like the christmas and halloween mixture yeah and we watched a really cool video the other day that was explaining the concept behind the doors in the movie because at the you know he goes through the christmas door and so it was just talking about how like the whole movie's kind of centered around like understanding your role in where you are and appreciating that and like knowing that 
when certain times come around, it's a time to appreciate it, you know? So whether it's for you or whether it's not for you or it's your thing or not your thing, just love and enjoy the moment because it's here and it'll pass. And also understand like you have a role to play and you need to play that role. Cause when yeah. you try and play another role, you start crossing timelines and things mm-hmm. get messy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like if you're good at something, be good at that. That's what you're good at. <laughs> be the pumpkin king. Be the pumpkin king. You'd be the best be damn pumpkin king ever. <laughs> And um, we can all be in agreement on this. Like, isn't it weird that these movies we watched initially, we didn't know anything about the symbolism that would be in it later on in life when we got older. Oh, the one that gets me the most of that is Donnie Darko. Oh. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal from back in the day is like an early 90s movie. But the the references to both the Bible and time travel through it are just, every time I watch it, I catch something a little bit different about it um as it relates to to especially the spirituality there's a lot of bible verses and a lot of bible references in the movie itself okay yeah i remember that movie now the reason i asked you this question was something simple you guys didn't notice it because i can see both you you can't see me you just see me but two different type of smiles came on your faces when you were talking about these movies and everybody knows that i'm a very big movie buff i've run the small little portable sometimes cinema when i come in your cities we just do a yeah, cult movie anywhere cool. um when i am out your way we'll have to do a cult movie y'all let me know yeah. what it is and um the mpa please don't shut me down but yeah i do bootleg all my movies <laughs> service. i'm just you know yeah i'm a torn torn well and the streaming services don't really even have like the good good movies yeah, because like I'm a toxic Avenger type guy. Like I like B movies. I'm one of those evil did army of darkness type people. So I like oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff that works for me. But the reason I asked y'all about the movies is because of the connection there. You both smiled different than you smiled the whole time that we were talking. And you guys will never notice that I'll send you this video after we're done, obviously, just like I do for anybody else, and you'll see it. So remember that the movies that connected you to in the next few days, y'all need to watch those movies again. Just okay. with each other because it's an experience that y'all are going to build with yourself. And that's my little thing that I like to give everybody is the movie experience. That, see, look at her smile real quick. Don't, oh, she changed it. Never mind. Always down to watch Nightmare Before Christmas right? again. <laughs> <laughs> but Pineapple Express also. And then other Seth Rogen movies that are of quality. There's some that have fall flat, but I'm a Seth Rogen guy. But it's, it's, I'm a big, I, I, I am very curious about Seth Rogen. I'm a big fan of him. Franco, I'm I'm a little upset with right now, um, but I'm I'm yeah. Seth Rogen is hysterical. I watched he's got like some YouTube videos that are pretty funny to watch. He built his own uh, like rolling tray station and like rolled a joint and stuff. Oh, right. I'll definitely have to check that out then. And in, anyway, with the movie experience, I just wanted to touch on that with y'all because like it was a different light with you guys and the audience will never see this video. We'll just have it for personal. Well, you'll have it for personal use. I don't know what you're using for, but whatever. <laughs> um, and, and I like to get that experience out there. Now, let's go on to something that's even harder than this. Everybody embraces movies. Movies are fine, but it's another type of sensory thing called music. What is a song that you two can just dive into together? That's something that you both like that that's that's kind of odd and out there i'll give I an example say dance gavin dance yeah dance gavin dance would be the one that you and i definitely listen to the most oh. or jack black or or tenacious d <laughs> the, okay um dance gavin dance is kind of like a um oh god they're a category they're soft or hardcore pop punk rock but they have one of the most unique sounds in like the rock industry they're they're so different from anything you can listen to their instrumental version of their album and it's not the same because his voice all of their voices are literally instruments within themselves oh yeah and and there's some arguments about it because they do each of the band members have a bunch of different projects so there's kind of some intertwining where like there's years where they had different singers and you can tell the difference but the, the guys who sing and scream for them are just absolutely insane. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to tell you, mine is weird. It is not necessarily, it doesn't have, matter who performs it, but careless whisper. I can hear from Seether to George Michael. It doesn't matter who it is. That song just, you know, I don't I'll know. Yeah. Careless whisper. Uh, by, do the Seether version. Cause that'll be better for you guys. Okay. The George Michael's kind of like eighties, you know, I'm a little older. So I listen <laughs> to any, anything that you hear in the elevator. That's what I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, guys, um, I do want to tell you guys it's been a pleasure having you guys on um, West Virginia and Commonplace. And to close this out, I give everybody a testament. I like to let you know who you are. Um, not because I know who you are or because I'm an entity that can just do that, but I like to give you a self-testament. Susie and Patrick, you guys do something very hard in this industry and podcasting. You guys provide a relief with your sexual podcast. Um, you don't make it truly truly raunchy or provocative in a manner that the normal linked working person could not listen to your episode on the ride to work or secretly in their ears when they when they listen to anything else anyway mm-hmm. and that's one thing that that i like about your show um because some people you could just come up with saying we could just make this thing really x-rated or no 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 we can make it nrc 17 i don't even know if <laughs> and crossing that line instead of staying rated r um could be a difference maker. It could make your show even could make your show raunchy or whatever, but you guys don't do that. You guys provide a product that any and everyone can listen to. Um, and that is something that I can appreciate because there are going to be people later on in life and they're going to be children that are 13 or 14. Now they're going to get a hold of your podcast and they're going to hear things and they can hear them with a good certain ear. And they can go back and talk to their parents about it. Now I don't know what they can talk to their parents about it in their home or how they're going to do all that, but they can do that with your podcast is a safe place. And that's something that's something that you don't get in this industry. You have these lewd, um, just off the wall. I mean, I that so much because I, that was something that I really had a hard time with because automatically people would assume my podcast would be like, call her daddy style. And that's raunchy. And I'm like, well, shit, like, is, do I have to be that way in order to be in this category in order to like get people to listen? And it's like, no, I don't, I can, I can. I think people I actually are more inclined to listen to ours once once we get our our big problem is that we're shadow banned. And a lot of these algorithms I'm learning are not just on one or two platforms. They're on all of them. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's been a lot harder to get our name out. But like the people that we have found who listen to us, it's been absolutely it's fantastic. been really great connections. Yeah. 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 But thank you. I really appreciate that because that's something we definitely try. Yeah, and, and I do want yeah. you guys to know that. And from a standpoint of a, a popular podcast, I like to say this. You guys stay on my Apple Watch. To get on my Apple Watch, that is a, to me, that's really prestigious for the simple fact that I literally hook Bluetooth headphones to it. And I am an Apple guy. Now, you may not be if you're Android. No, I'm, I'm an Apple guy all the way. <laughs> thank, thank, well, thank at least when Steve Jobs was back in it. I'm not a fan of Tim Cook. And I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on that watch, I hook Bluetooth headphones to it and I don't even worry about my phone. I'm just listening. So you guys like to get there. That's amazing. Cause like I said, it's a ton of different podcasts I listen to. So um, here's the warming thing I need you guys to do real quick for me. So I gave you your Testament. You guys know that y'all are the icing, the butter, everything that makes the cake. Um, I want you to do this for all podcasters and for listeners. Let them know one more time where they can find you guys. And then I need a mission statement for you guys. When I say a mission statement, I just want something powerful that when someone listens to this episode, because we never know what we're going to do with this episode, because in all honesty, like I do with a lot of people, and I'll say this one here, sometimes I take the episode and at the same time, you guys have ownership of this episode, so you can release this episode too, which a lot of people, they're like, oh, we're not going to go against the big bad wolf. Nah, if you, you like this material, you definitely can release it too. <laughs> um so uh the thing is can you please give them a mission statement so that this will sell them on a amazing idea and the idea is this that you guys are a podcast you guys talk about sex you guys talk about all kinds of things under the sun but it's more than just sex yeah i would say um well first of all you can find us on justpressforplay.com all the episodes everything you can find there um as far as a mission statement i would just do you want to go first all right, yeah, I can go first. Uh, mission statement is because we've talked about this a little bit. We, like you said, we already create a safe space and that's pretty much what our mission is. We want to create a safe space where people can have difficult conversations that society has pushed us away from. We want to create a place where you're encouraged to grow, to grow yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, to just be a better person and to not be afraid of the difficult conversations in life. Mm-hmm. And that your your perception is not wrong. Like how you view the world it's not wrong. And I feel like right now, so many people are like being pulled to be dictated to almost. And so, you know, with that, we wanted a space where it's like, get rid of all the extra shit in your mind. That's not yours that someone else put there. 
and just get back to like, what's yours? What sits with you? What resonates with you? If someone's speaking to you and only part of it resonates with you, then cool. Take just that. Take just that and leave the rest because the world's too heavy right now. And the most important thing is that we just take what's like vibrating on love and what's what's elevating us, what's connecting us, what's, um, you know, just really helping us push forward like mentally. Yeah. Okay. And I appreciate that. And audience, uh, you can check them out at justpressforplay.com. Um, you can stream it also on all the other medias that you want to. You can check out their RSS feed from there and put it on your magical player if that's what you want to do. Um, and another thing also inside these notes, because I always get my guests to do this, they will be providing me with the guest notes of how to find them on their podcast and everything like that. So you'll definitely find that in the notes. So you can right click, left click, whatever click you need to do inside those show notes after this episode is published on my end there and whoever's in, and you will be able to find them. And that that'll give you the interaction you want. And they are always available on Instagram. They need them to plug that Instagram real quick. Where, where can we get that Instagram at? Um, so just.press dot foreplay dot underscore and then that's my uh handle you should be able to just type in just press foreplay and i should pop up but it's the only one but then again i am shadow banned so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the website the link is on there too so that way if you have issues it's it's all linked on there yeah awesome this is jr from west virginia i'm commonplace and this is the unfiltered series where we talk about shit and everything <laughs> else underneath the sun um this episode does have a parental advisory. Um, there is nothing inside this episode that I feel that a child can't hear, but just be mindful. You do have kids. This episode does have a little take on it, and I will have a um, little parental advisory at the beginning of this when I do releases. So, guys, once again, I want to thank Patrick and Susie from coming on to West Virginia. I said coming on to one, coming on to West Virginia and Commonplace. <laughs> and uh, I, that's all I got. You guys got a quick shout out or anything you want to give anybody before we jump uh, on? Just, just a shout out to you. I really appreciate all you do with connecting everyone who's in the podcast world and like inspiring people to keep making their episodes. There's definitely been a few times where I was down and I saw your motivating posts and I was like, okay, like we can keep going. We can keep going. So you're, you're appreciated in the community. And I hope that you know that. Thank you very much. And uh, outside of that, guys, I'm signing off. Thank Cheers. you. Bye.